0: Welcome to Riskwise, a show about money for Muslims, where you'll learn how to make smarter financial decisions without selling your soul. For the full experience, join us at no cost at riskwise.com. Assalamu alaikum, Risk Nation. Ahmed bin here.
1: On my, you're on my left. What's your name again? Saeed Ali, and that's it. Nothing before or after in between that. Oh, I forgot all the fancy names I had for you. I know, which is great. I'm not going to remind you. So today... <laughs>
0: I'll, look, I'll look them up for next week. Don't worry. They're coming back. <laughs> so listen, before we get into today's topic, special right. announcement. We are going to be offering our very first course through RiskWise in the coming weeks. The course is called Save 10K, and the goal is to help you save $10,000 as fast as humanly possible.
1: As all right. is alluded to by the course title.
0: We've gotten so many questions over the years. And you know what? By and large, they all come back to I need more money to put towards paying back debt. I need more money to put towards investing for the future. I need more money to put towards the down payment on the house or for going for HUD or making more contributions to my retirement plan. People need to save more money to fund all of these goals. We thought, well, why don't we put a course together that that gets them to that outcome, that's laser focused on helping you save $10,000 as fast as possible. We believe with the right process, with the right approach, with the right attitude, most of us can save $10,000 in, at the very least, a year, if not shorter.
1: Yes depending on income and life circumstances, of course. But whatever your goal is, whether it's 10K higher or lower, that we want to be able to maximize over the course of this next year how much you're going to be able to save. And, of course, one of the first things we'll we'll target is exactly how much you can do or how long it'll take you to get to 10K. And we've talked about, of course, for a long time, Ahmed, you and I, privately, uh, I think most of our hiatus from the podcast has been discussing uh, building out something that is going to help people change, not just our voices in their ears. And this this is it. Yeah, I'm
0: really excited because I think once you've got that process down, once you know I can save $10,000 in six months or 12 months or 18 months, whatever your number is, once you've got that down, then it's just rinse and repeat. Every so often, six months, 12 months, 18 months, you know you can save $10,000 because you've done it before, you've got a process, and you can plan for that now. And that's a powerful thing. So, if you're interested in taking the course, we're only going to be accepting a very, very small group of students for the first iteration. It's going to be very interactive. We want to make sure we have the right people inside the course the first time around. But you can get on the early notification list by going to riskwise.com slash save10k. I'm going to type it in here, and I think this is going to show up on the screen. We're yeah, it'll it show
1: up in the comments right
0: there. Riskwise.com slash save 10K. There's Hey, there it is. Riskwise.com slash save 10K. This is just a notification list. Type in your name and email address when the course is live, and we're opening registration. We'll let you know.
1: Absolutely. Anything else to say about that, Steve? No, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time coming.
0: Very, very much needed. There you go. Riskwise.com slash save 10K. I'm going to hide that now let's jump into today's topic. So look, last week we were on here, same time last week, talking about goals. Right. Right. And we talked about why it's critical to have goals. So if you don't have goals, then you're not really gonna know where you're going and you won't actually get there. And I put Saeed on the spot last week at the end of the episode. And I said, hey, what's next Saeed? And although we hadn't really decided yet, uh, yeah. he said that, look, we need to figure out where you are right now. Your goals define where you're going, where you wanna be, and that's, that's essential. But now we need to figure out where you are right now, what's your current situation so we can chart the path. But then I think you had a change of heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be the logical next step, but we got to acknowledge, take a step back and acknowledge that we are human and we are speaking to humans and going right for the hard work of determining your current financial situation. Um, While that's the right call conceptually, I worry that people won't do it because it's gonna be some work. So let's not let's take a step away from the hard work this time. Last week, we did some, uh, I think, what would be kind of hard work to do in writing down your goals in the three steps that we outlined. Um, so this week, we wanna take a little bit of a softer topic uh, because this is what we're going to need, the single most important thing that is going to dictate your long-term outcomes. So whether or not you actually achieve those goals that we, le- we wrote down last week is gonna be determined by this thing that we talk about today. Yeah, I know.
0: I think that's that's critical. And it's, you know, you framed it as hard work and not hard work, and I think that's fair to a certain extent. But really, what we're going to talk about today, I mean, this is where the battle is won or lost. Right. I mean, to be honest, anybody can sit down, follow our instructions from last week, anybody can sit down and write down some goals. Yep. I mean, if anything, that's the easiest part. It's the most fun part, right? Dreaming about the future, True. thinking about what's possible, thinking about the end state, I mean, if you can't do that, then like, why are you even here, right? That's super easy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's part, all the hard part. The hard part is actually getting there. And what we're going to talk about today is the single most important factor yeah. in determining whether or not you will actually achieve your goals.
1: Yeah, and I think this word, the, uh, the thing that we're talking about today is grit, And uh, the concept of grit came out a few years ago. There was an author researcher, Angela Lee Duckworth, who had a TED Talk. That's how this kind of, uh, you know, went uh, viral. And she then wrote a book about it. Uh, And she did research in trying to determine what is going to predict success. So she was looking at initially, she was a a grade school teacher, grade seven teacher. You can actually look at the um, TED Talk itself. Um, We'll link to that in the comments at some point. Yeah, Um, I can do that right now. Awesome. Well, good good picking up on that hint. Um, So she was a grade seven teacher and she was trying to figure out like what, and she was just observing. What are the things that makes uh, different students succeed? Pass, fail, uh, do well, not do well. And she realized that it wasn't just raw intellect. It wasn't IQ. It wasn't just that the smart kids got good grades and the not so smart kids didn't get good grades. It was more complicated than that because she had kids that were bright, but didn't get good grades and kids that weren't just naturally book smart that did really, really well. So she later decided to do some uh, PhD work, academic work to look at this a little bit more in depth. And she studied kids, she studied uh, people going into West Point Military Academy. And her goal in that research was to try and predict who was going to graduate, who of these kids in these high risk neighborhoods, high risk schools, low funded schools, um, who have a lot of things going against them Let's predict, let's figure out what it is that causes those ones who succeed to succeed. So let's figure out the predictive measures. So she, it comes down in her book to grit. Uh, and she defines grit as, well, let's take a step back. The reason why this is important is because everybody wants to know what it takes to be successful, right? Everybody listening to this, watching this everybody out there your mom your dad your kids your aunt and uncle they all want to be successful and we all want to know what causes success and there's a lot of parts to that there is obviously good opportunity being in front of you like luck you know being born in the right country or having good opportunity in front of you placed there by your parents or your situation your neighborhood lots of situational things that we don't control um there is being smart there is being talented there is being uh, there is working hard But there is then another thing that Angela argues, which is grit. And grit is distinct from hard work. Hard work is, you know, doing lots of, you know, effort. But if you're effortful in something different every month, you're not going to get anywhere, right? If you change projects, change jobs, change your priorities every month, and and those things take more than a month to accomplish, you're not going to accomplish anything. You will work hard, and you'll get nowhere. So grit is... The West
0: Point story is really interesting, because West Point (laughs) For those of you who don't know, it's it's an elite military uh, academy. Students come in after high school, and it's, I don't know, was it four or five years, Said? Yeah, it's a regular degree. Yeah, four years. It's a regular degree. And it's it's a degree program. It's a military program. Uh, the students are, it's insane. I think seven days a week, uh, they're up at 5 a.m., and they they're, they're, their schedule's packed. Every 15 minutes is full, all the way up until, I think, 10 p.m. at night, seven days a week. No breaks, it's insane. Yeah. Now, West Point built some kind of composite score uh, for students who enter into the program and it was some 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 composite of uh, academic success, athletic success, like all the different things that they would have thought would determine success in West Point. right And the idea here was they want to be able to predict how, what kind of students will successfully graduate from West Point. Mm-hmm. And what they found is that their their composite success score, Um, had no correlation whatsoever (laughs) with the actual completion of the program. That's right. And and this is where the idea of grit comes in that Angela Duckworth, she found that it was it was some combination of softer qualities, which she termed grit, right? Passion, perseverance, and so on, that were the real factor that didn't matter how smart you were or how athletically inclined you were, how strong you were, or talent is how gritty you were, or how talented you were.
1: Yeah, it's actually interesting. She said very specifically that talent was actually inversely correlated. So if you had lots of raw talent and gift, like we're just naturally gifted, that was actually, you were likely to not, you're more likely to not complete the program. Well, here's it, the
0: thing. And, and this is why, you know, we both have young kids, but but this is why they say don't compliment kids on the outcomes they achieve compliment them on the process or the effort that they put in because if you're a kid yeah and this applies just as much to adults right but especially for kids uh if if your parents are always telling you how smart you are right How you're so smart you get such good grades you're so much smarter than everybody else even if you don't say that sometimes that's implicit right Mm -hmm. then what happens is you begin to think hey I'm smarter than everybody. I can do this stuff easily. I don't need to try hard. And then the moment things get difficult, you don't have the grit or the perseverance to actually push through. But if your parents compliment how hard you work, mm-hmm. if they compliment the process that you go through to achieve an outcome, then you begin to attribute success to the process and not to your innate
1: talents and abilities. So less about good uh, you know congratulations you got a good grade and more about awesome you're really working hard today on your homework to complete it exactly and it's so actually i got a good hard. grade not because i'm a genius not because yeah. i'm smarter than other kids but
0: because i worked hard to achieve that outcome
1: Yeah, so and that there's some research being done to figure out what contributes to grit, some of that stuff that you just mentioned, Uh, it is still young of a topic to figure out how to inculcate grit in people. Um, But what we do know, and what her research has taught us is that she defines Angela Duckworth defines grit as passion and perseverance over the long run. Right, and that that's the the key. You can have passion about projects in very, very short periods of time, but having passions passion and perseverance over the long run, that's what separates those who do well, like who are actually successful, and those who just talk about being successful or wish to be successful and who don't stick to it. So, you know, it's passion, perseverance in the long run. It's sticking to your future goals and working hard to make that future a reality and recognizing people who have grit, grittier people recognize that life in general is a marathon and not a sprint. So this concept of grit, I think, works so perfectly with your personal finances, whatever your personal goals are that you want to get your money right and do better and have more money to do, you know, be less burdened by debt or uh, more in control of your finances, whatever your goals are, you need grit to make them happen. You need passion yeah. and perseverance for very long periods of time. In fact, your personal financial goals may be the thing that requires the most grit because it's the most future of anything that you're going to do. Yeah. Financial goals are the quintessential long-term
0: goal. Yeah. Right. It's when you think about most things in life require some kind of uh, most good things in life require some kind of delayed gratification, right? There's a trade-off between immediate gratification and some future state, Right. right? You've got to give something up now to get something in the future. That's true for anything, but it's, Probably not true as much for financial goals as any other kind of goal. Because yeah, exactly. With financial goals, the time horizon is always long. Take retirement yeah. as the typical example, right? Assuming that you're, you know, you're you're relatively young. Let's say you're in your 30s. Retirement's maybe 30 years away. Yeah. So you're gonna put away money for retirement today. There's no like, there's no milestone in 10 years where you get to cash in and like splurge, right? Like,
1: I was just gonna say that. Like, there's no like in between between now and you know, 30 years 30 from now. 30 years. Like-
0: yeah. You're just going to put money away not only today but every day for 30 years. Yeah. And you're not actually going to get any kind of gratification or benefit from that money until you retire. Absolutely. That's and that's, I mean, crazy. that's much more difficult than any other kind of goal. Like take professional goals for example. I mean, I've got professional goals. Yeah. I want to be in a certain place professionally when I'm 30 uh sorry, in 30 years, I past 30. In 30 <laughs> I was years, like, really? <laughs> when you're 30? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, I want to be at a certain place in 30 years. Um, health goals, same thing, right? Yeah. Even religious, spiritual goals, uh, maybe a little bit less so, right? But certainly professionally and, and, and health goals, there's going to be milestones along the way. I'm going to achieve certain professional milestones, certain health milestones along the way, and I'm going to derive some kind of benefit from those that will mm-hmm. keep me going. But with financial goals, not so
1: much. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's nothing in between. And that's what makes this a little bit more difficult to um, stick to it. So there are going to be people who listen to our podcasts and listen to our uh, Facebook lives here. And the, I, I think the majority of people who are going to be listening to us aren't going to do anything or they're not going to stick it out and we're going to hype them up every Friday at 3.30. And, you know, maybe they do some work uh, to get some stuff done after the the Facebook Live is completed. But, I mean, we're not going to be – I don't know if we're going to be doing this for 30 years every Friday at 3.30, bro. I mean, (laughs) I don't want to commit to that. So we need to inculcate in everybody who's listening and everybody who wants to achieve their long-term financial goals that you've got to have and develop some of this grit. And I think it uh, applies, you know, to uh, money in a few different ways. Like, there are some tangible things that we can do to inculcate grit from what we know. We don't know too much about how it occurs, uh, but we know that it's not about talent. We know that it's not just about raw IQ. We know that it is when you want to inculcate grit in or teach grit to young kids, it's one of the things we know is we, we, we can teach them that you can get better. Right. If we, if somebody is suffering academically, we can tell them that you're you're young. Your brain is not fully developed yet. Your brain exactly. is going to grow. You're going to gain gain more uh, connections between your neurons. You're going to get smarter as you work it out. It's not a finality that you're this smart and this is your grades yeah. and that's it. Like that's not going to create grit. So we, we need to in, to teach people that things can get better, and that's how what we want to focus on here. So there's
0: three well, things. Well, here's here's there's one key distinction though. I think we need to make really clear there sure. is when you. When you focus on grit and passion and perseverance in the long term over and above, you know, what are some other things that people might think determine financial success? How smart you are, right? how much money you make. That's a right. big one. Absolutely. Right? People might can think, I, well, if I, I, if
1: I only made more money, then I could achieve my goals. There are how often do you hear that? I was going to say, I have no shortage of stories of exactly that. Like I, I have clients who make seven figures, seven, like more than a million dollars a year who have money problems and who look me straight in the face and say, if I only made more, these yeah. problems that I'm facing would yeah. go away. Now think about that. If you made one and a half million dollars or $2 million or $8 million this year, and you still had financial problems. Yeah. Wouldn't you, could you honestly say, yeah, if I just made a little bit more money, all my problems would go away at that level. It's,
0: it's, it's like pouring water into a bucket with a massive hole at the bottom. Right. You, know, you pour more water in by all means, and that might fill the bucket up faster until Very you plug that hole at the bottom, exactly, right, you're going to keep bleeding. So, and I think that's that's a key thing to, to to keep in mind here is that, especially with financial goals, I mean, with any goal really, but especially financial goals, like things are going to go off track. We're talking about twenty, thirty, maybe forty year time horizon, right? Yeah. If you think you're going to set some goals, right? You listen to last week's broadcast and you set some goals, and then like you're set, you know thirty years from now, I'll, I'll be good, right? Nothing's
1: not going to change
0: like no everything's going to go wrong things that you didn't think <laughs> were going to go wrong or could change or could could uh could take you off track will right right stuff that you expect stuff that you don't expect i mean there's going to be all kinds of challenges and that's where grit comes in grit determines whether or not you'll be able to weather the storm when things go wrong and get
1: back on track absolutely so i think there's there's three major points that we want to bring home today one of them is gonna require, the first one is gonna require that you pull out a pen and paper or you open up Word right now, Google Docs, flip to a new tab and we wanna write something. Now, last week we talked about writing down your goals in a three-step process. I prefer process. pen and
0: paper, by the way. I think writing this down on paper, it, there's, a, there's a certain you know spark in the brain that takes place that you just can't get digitally. Take out a pen and paper and do this the old fashioned way.
1: Classic millennial. So the, um, the first <laughs> I, thing- I'm barely a millennial. <laughs> But you're the most millennial, though. Like, no, no, no. Just... I, I take so much
0: offense to that. I can't believe you're doing this on air. <laughs> How am I a millennial? No, no, no. Let's just stop everything for a minute, okay? <laughs> what makes me a millennial qualitatively? Um,
1: uh, really? Okay. Um, do you like coffee? Coffee wasn't invented in the 80s. I know, but the hallmark of millennials today is just like the really fancy coffee, like really expensive, you know, at a a little, small little roaster on the corner prepared by a dude with like a big beard and like a a man bun. I I know you go to that place. So I don't Instagram my coffee when I'm there. Usually. I was going to say, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw some. I'm pretty sure if I... Like we'll fight this battle later. Let's get back (laughs) to it. Piece of paper and a pen. What are we doing? here? All right. Draw a line down the middle, right down the center. um, Or cut the page in half horizontally. Draw two sections on this one page. I want want it all on one page. And when you print it or when you have it, it's just on a single page. And on one section, the first section, we're going to write current situation. So status quo, this is what it's like now. The other section, we're going to write the title, ideal situation. My ideal life, my ideal goals. So we talked last week about what your goals are. You know, they could be very lofty, they could be very attainable, but you have some goals that are gonna require you to do something. And that's gonna be your ideal situation. But we have to acknowledge that the reason why you may not have done all the smart things with your money yet is because you, like, there's a benefit to that. There's a benefit to the status quo. There's a benefit to not getting your money right. There's a benefit to not budgeting. There's a benefit to all that stuff. And we need to write that down. So in the current situation, I want you to write down, what are the things that you get out of leaving things just the way they are. Oh, I got this. I got this. No problem. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't need to worry about
0: money. I, don't I need mean, to not explicitly, about, but implicitly you will. But okay, sure. I don't need to stress about um, whether I'm a responsible person or not. Just don't worry about it.
1: It's probably in the back of your mind, though, but okay. I can buy stuff that I want without worrying about the long-term implications of that. I mean, in the back of your mind, you would worry about it, but you'd still buy it. So yes, you can buy stuff
0: whatever you want I don't need to you know sit down on a weekly or monthly basis and look at my accounts and think about where the money is going and look at you ask these agonizing questions around well should I buy this should I not buy that should I spend this kind of money on lattes I don't need to do any of that Mm -hmm. I could just I could just live in the moment (laughs) and enjoy life and
1: uh, be good with it yes you do you (laughs) You do you, boo boo, until you get older, and then somebody else has got to help you. But yeah, it, 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 at the end of the day, all of that comes out and down to you get to be lazy. You get to not do anything. Yeah. Okay. So so hold on. The the point here is not to
0: disparage people who do that because we all do that, right? But the point oh, is, like, you have to acknowledge that in the current state, there are advantages and there are disadvantages. Now, those advantages, I mean, I didn't mean that tongue in cheek. Those are real advantages, although you might not frame them in the positive your brain does
1: see the benefits in that. Right? Yeah. They, they sees the positives in that. Not right? doing work is a good thing to our lazy brains. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I want us to write that down. Write down in that section, current situation, what do I get? out of this? What do I get from doing nothing and just not making any change, not doing the homework, uh, not coming back to listen to us, not signing up for the 10 save 10K course. No, not not listening in- to, not listening to risk wise, it's a huge benefit. I don't need to see Ahmed's face. I don't need to see Said's face. We should have to to so why'd we go video? Why'd we go video? Uh, I, that's that's huge, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, take a few minutes and write and write that down. I mean uh, if you're listening to this recorded uh pause. You know, what are the benefits of your current situation if you do nothing to your finances? And there's going to be a lot if you really think about it, because there's a reason why you haven't done it yet. And what are those reasons? Like, really explore that. What do you get from it? Because then the next step, the next step is essentially the same thing, but in the ideal state, if you were to uh, accomplish your life goals that we had set out last week uh, and, and work towards getting those done, what, what do you get from that? Like, what's the benefit? Of those things. And in that section, I mean, it relates exactly back. I look back to your goals that you'd set. I mean, most of them, if not all of them, fit right here. What do you get? You get to pay off some debt every single time you get paid, bi weekly or monthly or however you get paid, a little bit of money goes towards paying off your debt. And you can see that. You can check in on your debt every week or every two weeks and see, yeah, it's come down. And that's going to feel great. You well, get. I mean, I,
0: ideal situation, right? You, you paid off your debt. You don't have debt. The debt's gone. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to think You know, every day, every week, every time you make a purchase. You don't have to have that sense of guilt of, oh, I've got this debt. Should I be buying this? Should I not be buying this? Right. It's gone. It's done. You've dealt with it.
1: Yeah. So every time, I mean, debt paid off, or is it building an emergency fund? So you feel some, um, some tranquility, some sukun, some, some less lack of worry, that if something occurs in your life, that you're going to go back into debt, or you're going to go broke or get homeless, mm-hmm. that you have some money there for emergencies for just in case. Uh, is it that you've got the money, or you're on track to getting the money to go for Hajj? Maybe this is the year, inshallah, that you go to Hajj. It's not cheap if you come from the West, especially. So Getting to that goal, obviously making the attention, an intention for these things, making the intention to go for, to Hajj, there's a reward there. Putting money aside every two weeks for Hajj, there's a reward there. And these are things that we can remind ourselves, this is one of the benefits. So write that down. Is it building an education fund for your kids? Is it building financial security for yourself and your spouse so that the two of you are not reliant on uh, your kids or social security or you know handouts or charity? when you get older, if something happens to you, if you can't work. These are all benefits that you're gonna get from writing, from from accomplishing and working towards your goals. And then what are you giving up? So what are you giving up to achieve that ideal state? Well, you're giving up some immediate gratification today. You're giving up all the things on the left side. To get your ideal, you've gotta give up all the things on the current. Or you're gonna give up a lot of those things on the current. And my argument would be, right? So once we do this exercise, current situation, ideal situation, benefits and benefits. My okay. argument would be the second point here. Until the benefits of all the ideal case scenario emotionally matter to you more than the benefits of just leaving things status quo, we're never gonna stick to this.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And until, until okay, that, here's, there's you know, a subtle point
0: here though. There's a really subtle point here though, because most people will say that yeah, of course I prefer the long term over the short term. Of course, I want to achieve those goals. And of course, I'm willing to sacrifice in the short term. Most people will say that. Very few people will will not say that, right? Mm -hmm. However, very few people will align their actions with that decision. Right. Okay. And what that tells you is that that is not a decision that has really fully registered in the brain. Right. Maybe you feel that way you know, at a certain point when you're sitting down and doing this and thinking about the future and you're watching risk-wise are listening to risk-wise, but then old habits die hard, your brain resets, it forgets about all those important things that you wrote down on paper, and you go back to your old ways. Right. Right. So the key here is once you've made that decision and you've really reflected on the trade-off between now and the future, you need to find a way to keep that front of mind for the long haul. You know, for for every year, every month, every week, until you achieve your goals. Because the moment you forget all that stuff, right, is the moment that you fall back into your old ways.
1: Yeah. So I think there's a couple things there, Ahmed. I think there is that if you don't make this choice explicit, you're implicitly choosing the current situation. So if you don't hold yourself to account and your spouse and the two of you sit down and make this list together, like I said last time, uh, you know, we had talked about if you're married and you, you know, have a spouse, do this together. Like this is a wonderful exercise to do together that will strengthen, inshallah, your relationship and your marriage because you get, you guys have shared ownership over the outcome, like what you, what you want to occur, you guys both agree on, and then you have shared responsibility of making it happen. That it's not just all on one person to do everything that we both agree on this. And then we have some division of responsibility. So let's build that current situation, uh, ideal situation together. And then I mean, that's, that's a really
0: quick tangent there because it's so important. I know we talked about it last week, but if you actually sit down with your spouse and you do this, um, guess what? You're not only going to be talking about money because mm-hmm. right? everything, you know, mo- we talked about this last week, right? Money is what? It's not an end in and of itself. It's a means cool. towards an yeah. end. Yeah. So really you're, you're building a life plan here for your family, um, through the lens of money, sure, because you need money to be able to fund all these things, retirement, hudge, education, whatever it may be, right? But through this process, you're gonna get very aligned with your spouse or not. (laughs) You go both ways. Either way, the discussion's critical, right? Because the goal is to get aligned with your spouse on, hey, here's where we're going. Here's our 20-year plan, 30-year plan, 40-year plan. Here's how it all fits together. Here's where the money has to go. Therefore, here's where it can't go
1: yeah here's what we both have to do in order to make that happen so and there's a huge benefit to doing this with your spouse if you're married i mean i think oftentimes guys take on the sole responsibility of doing taking care of all the money and all that stuff and i i, I don't think that is wise for a bunch of reasons you know you want that partnership you want somebody to help you with it not just you know um you know that you're all the only person responsible for everything so there's a little little de-stressing that can occur uh and then it's also you know I don't think anybody really wants to be that helpless. Anybody really wants to be that out of the loop. I think you might be surprised if you're a guy and you think, well, I, I, I always take care of the money. I think you might be surprised that your wife does really want to know a little bit more and get involved and it's not going to be hard. Like it's not going to be hurtful to you if she gets involved is what I'm saying. So really, you know, once we do that, that, um, that exercise of figuring out what it is that you want uh, your ideal situation, what you get from that and what you get from your current situation and being honest about that, we've got to make a decision about whether our ideal list, our benefits from the ideal world that is going to require time, it is going to require effort, it is going to require budgeting, it is going to require not spending on certain things that you may have been used to spending money on, and and paying attention to things that you may not have been paying attention to before. So you got to work the brain a little bit. But until you can decide that those outcomes are more meaningful to you than the being lazy of the current situation, this isn't going to happen. Because grit is perseverance and passion over the long run. Not just you're gonna be good for a couple months and then you're gonna get tired of it all and then you're gonna go back to your old ways. I mean we were taught, talk- we made fun of this last week, Ahmed talking about New Year resolutions and how like, yeah, you and I are doing a New Year's resolution like you know, spin on risk wise right now, uh, and that's kind of gimmicky and that a lot of people talk about resolutions and then by February the gym is empty, right? No, we Oof. specialize in gimmicks. <laughs> Speak for yourself, friend. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Um, But but the difference between those who are still in the gym in February, or those who are still you know building their financial security in July, uh, are those who have the grit. And I want to try and figure out a way, or try to inculcate some and teach some grit to everybody who's listening. What it is? What is it that you've got to do to build that grit for your future? And first step, put it down on paper. Pros and like the the ideal and the, the current decide that the ideal is better, that it's worth having, it's worth doing, it's worth creating and, and putting in the effort to attain. And then finally, mm-hmm. this thing isn't just something that you write and then you crumple up and throw out. I want you to keep this. Yeah, absolutely. So so here's the thing, right? We mentioned this earlier. Things are
0: going to go wrong. They're yeah. going to go off track. If you think you're going to go from A to Z, in one straight line, you're kidding yourself. It never works that way. There's gonna be all kinds of zigzags and detours on the road, right? So what you do with this is, I mean, this exercise should be a good starting point to get you going. Once you really start to emotionally connect with that future state and you begin to appreciate, not at a surface level, but at a really deep emotional level, you begin to appreciate why the trade-off, the sacrifice in the short-term is worth it. That's gonna get you going, right? But then what's gonna happen is a couple of months from now, you're gonna review your credit card bill and it's gonna be you know, a little bit higher than you thought it should be, <laughs> right? Or than it than, than, than you'd like it to be. And then you've got a decision to make. Either you can say, oh, well, I guess I don't make enough money. I have to spend on these things. There's no way around it. These are reasonable expenses. How can I stop buying $7 lattes? I mean, I'm barely getting by. You can tell yourself all these kinds of stories yeah. and then just continue. Or you can pull up that sheet of paper, right? And you can look at it and you can compare your current state to your ideal state. And you can remind yourself why the short-term sacrifice is worth achieving those long-term goals.
1: And and that's where the grit comes into play, that things are going to go wrong, whether it's your fault, like, you know, you just spent more money on uh, lattes or Amazon or whatever, or it could be external, an emergency, like you may have just finally paid off debt and you're just finally gonna start building your emergency fund and then all of a sudden huge repair your transmission blows on your car and oh my god like now i gotta you know. or,
0: or or somebody backs into your van without a note i didn't tell you this yeah no. hit and run like we just bought a van right yeah it's been like a couple of weeks yeah okay somebody backed into it you know massive dent in the bumper not repairable
1: i'm, I'm at a thousand bucks How's the structure underneath the plastic? Uh, I mean, if it's repairable. It no, it's cracked. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: About a thousand bucks. So, I mean, that's an important point is that it's not, not always your fault, right? Yeah.
1: Sometimes things happen. And you can get done on yourself, right? Ahmed, you can say, oh, my God, like, I have the worst luck. This is terrible. Like, why, did I, why am I living in Canada where it's winter and there's so much ice? Um, why are people terrible? Why didn't somebody leave me a note? Obviously, they knew they hit me because of that much damage. Something happened to their car. They would have felt it. You can't not feel that, obviously. Well, I, I did think all those things. But. <laughs> <laughs> right? You didn't. You didn't get down on yourself and say, "Oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world." Everything. No, I world did. I up. did though. I did. Oh, you did think those things. <laughs> yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> did Did you decide that? Okay, forget, forget. You know this business. Forget. Making money. Forget putting away money and being disciplined with my finances. I try to be good with my money, but then this stuff happens and that's a thousand dollars out the window. Thousand dollars is like, you know, a new set of rims for my car. I could have had a new set of rims, but instead I gotta repair a bumper. Forget all of this. Like no set of rims. I'm not 18 anymore. I mean, that's,
0: that's, that's neither here nor there. But no, no, the, the broader point is, look, stuff's going to happen. Whether it's your fault or not, stuff's going to happen. You can dwell on those mistakes, and you can feel bad about them, and you can, like, wallow in, in you know, like, a pool of pity. Uh, <laughs> but, but guess what? That's not actually going to solve the problem. It's not going to get you anywhere. What's going to get you somewhere is if you pull up that sheet of paper, remind yourself what you need to sacrifice now for some future outcome, and then keep yourself laser focused on that.
1: Persevere, passion and perseverance over the long term. In the face of challenges, in the face of derailment, passion and perseverance, that's what we wanna inculcate, that you can absolutely come back from that, right? Let's say you just paid off your credit cards and now you get your van backed into it and you gotta put a thousand dollars back on your credit card, you just paid it off. It might feel like you're, you know, uh, what's the name of that, uh, the, the Greek myth of the guy pu- pushing the rock up a hill perpetually? like. You're just always moving this boulder up a mountain and you just can't seem to get it up over the precipice and like get it you know, to your goal. Um, and those who give up, those who face those challenges and give up and say, forget this, like, I'm going to go back to the way it was and not even caring about it and not paying attention to this because this, this is too much effort and too much like holding back from, you know, me enjoying my money. Most people are going to do that. Most people won't withstand it. Most people won't persevere. Most people won't continue to build their long-term finances. And eventually, you know, it'll come back to haunt them. What we want you to do is to look back at that sheet of paper and say, all right, I could throw my hands up and get really pissed off and stop doing this altogether because of some external thing that happened. Or I can remind myself, what do I get out of the current situation? What do I get from throwing my hands up? I get to be lazy. What do I get from moving forward and doing the things that I'm supposed to do when I really want to give up. Well, you get all these great things that you wrote down. So inshallah, that's going to help you uh, to develop that grit that we're going to need because grit is, this is the grittiest topic. You've got to be, you've got to have very high amount of grit to be successful in your personal finances because it's going to take decades for you to accomplish your goals. So we got to stay on track even when the world wants to derail you. So, Inshallah, Absolutely. you know, when you write down these goals, make du'a, make sincere du'a, uh, speak it over with your spouse, really uh, make sure you have a team behind you, your spouse, your parents, if you're you're young and you're at home, um, but make sincere du'a that these goals that you've listed, uh, being good goals, being, uh, uh, you know, reward, uh, rewardable goals, what's the opposite of blameworthy? Use this word last week, I forget. Praiseworthy, right, obviously. Um, praiseworthy goals that, inshallah, may Allah help you in these things and help you not just in the next 20 minutes as you quickly write down these things that we just talked about, um, but to stick to it and have that grit, perseverance in the long run, inshallah. Amen, brother. Tell me this, Saeed. Now, what's next? Oh, man, I should have prepared for this question. I knew you were gonna <laughs> ask think. it. Same question, that hasn't changed. All right, so you know that we're working towards uh, getting, the, getting to the point of opening up your finances and looking at it. That's what we're going to get to, but I, I, I don't want to do it still next week.
0: Okay. How much are you going to drag this along for? Let's, I know. Let's, let's right open now. it up. Let's open it's, the kimono, see what's inside.
1: <laughs> instance, I don't even want to know. I'm not even <laughs> going to ask the question. Um, let, let, let's acknowledge that we all lie to ourselves about money and about what it is that we need in order to be successful. Uh, One of those lies being, I need to make more of it. And that's what's going to be the key to my success. There are are lies that you tell yourself about money that are holding you back. And I want to bring them to the forefront, shed some light on them, and expunge them from your existence so that when we're done with this, we've gone through goal setting. We've gone through a a dedication to persevere in the long run. We're going to expunge these lies that we tell ourselves that really hold ourselves back. Now we've got no excuse. Then I promise you, we're going to look at your finances. Well, you, you got my attention. So lies about money that are holding us back. Absolutely. We're right into
0: that next week, Friday at three thirty p.m. Sure. Eastern. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, head over to Riskwise.com, join the email list there. You'll also find a link to our podcast on iTunes, or you can search your favorite podcast player for Riskwise, R-I-Z-Q-W-I-S-E, and you can listen to these broadcasts in, on your on your favorite podcast player. Last thing before I let you go, if you would like an extra $10,000 in your bank account,
1: okay? there. that's a great sentence. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just... Uh, that's what uh, it
0: is, right? You want $10,000? It's uh, not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen magically. You do just close your eyes and it lands in your bank account unless you have you know, some really kind people that you know in your life. Uh, you're going to have to do something to get that $10,000, squeeze it out of your budget and, and, and work towards it. We'll show you how to do that. We're building a course that'll help you do that. To get on the early notification list when the course goes live, it's gonna be a very, very few seats. So it's the first offering of the course. We're capping it at a really, really small number. So it's gonna sell out You know, probably within hours. So if you wanna get on the list to find out when the course
1: goes live, go to riskwives.com slash save 10K. So we may actually the- be going through an application process for the first round because it is, it's as important to us to get the right people in there as it is will be important to the people who are in there to get the right information. Because we yeah, want to we want to make sure this is the right no, people. Not good. Safe. <laughs> Sorry, typo. Not safe. Ten k. Save ten k. Yeah. So we, we want to make sure that the right people are in there that can help us build something that is fantastic. So it's going to be quite uh, uh, catered, inshallah.
0: Yeah. Not not we may there is going to be an application process. Uh, we want to make sure you're the right fit. And what's the right fit? I mean, fundamentally, it's being willing to put in the work yeah. to make this happen. We want as many of you as possible to achieve the outcome of saving $10,000. That is mm-hmm. that is our mission. We want you to have $10,000 more in the bank as soon as possible. If you're committed to that outcome, whether it's to repay debt, whether it's to fund your retirement, whether it's to put a down payment on the house, whether it's to fund your kid's education, if you're committed to that outcome, we wanna help you get there. Get on the list, riskwise.com save 10K. We will announce when the course is live. We'll tell you how to apply to get in. And hopefully, we'll see you inside the course. Inshallah. Um, Saeed, any parting shots?
1: No, that's great, man. Just do the work That's all we got to say. See you next week. Saddam Wadiqam. Wadiqam Saddam.